I like to think of nutrition um, in terms of building blocks. So you got building block type nutrients and then you got energy type nutrients. Okay. So the building blocks are going to be your minerals, your vitamins, the, the different compounds around the body um, or that just exist in nature that are critical for your body to perform all these different functions, right? And then so the energy aspect is not the minerals, not the vitamins, it's more the, the carbs, the fats, the, the protein, those things that, that have actual energy to them that give your body like ATP and all that type of stuff to, to actually churn the systems, you know? Um, so thinking about it like that, I want to incorporate as many building blocks as I can because in this day and age, all the food devoid of nutrients, devoid of all the things that our body actually needs and higher in concentration and all that energy. What's up, y'all? We're back for another LT360 podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by, once again, another South Florida fitness professional, uh, someone that um, I've never had a true uh, conversation with, never met in person officially. Um, so this is our first time conversing, and um, I'm really excited to have him on. He is one hell of an athlete. Uh, he is a professional high jumper. He's also a wellness entrepreneur. We graduated college the same year. And uh, he also um, is a fan of and uh, is familiar with the Northeast. So uh, we have on today, <laughs> Stefan Duvivier, which uh, I'm, I'm amped I got that name right. So <laughs> what's up, Stefan, man? Um, I see you rocking the Tufts basketball shirt, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always repping that. So I did, I did basketball in college as well. I think that honestly set the stage for my track career because I started off with basketball. Uh, I was in high school, sophomore year. They told me, hey, come try this out. Come out to the track. <laughs> they brought me out, and I, was, I wasn't I was half bad. So uh, I continued with it uh, and uh, kind of just made it a living now. Yeah. And um, when – where did – paint the picture. Uh, where did you grow up and where did you go to high school? Yeah, so I grew up here down in South Florida, Broward County specifically. Um, I went to Cardinal Gibbons High School, a uh, little private high school. We were decent at sports, um, rivaled like St. Thomas, Pinecrest, uh, some other people might have heard of. Um, but yeah, I went there, grew up. Uh, I, I was honestly really blessed to be uh, growing up in this in this warm, uh, sunny place because <laughs> going to New England when I was 18 was a shock. Yeah. to my body to my mind everything uh, when you saw so. snow for the first time i saw that look on so many of my teammates faces uh because they're the same thing they came from south florida and they were like this is different what the hell is going on yeah man and that first year i was over there too was the year there was all these blizzards so we mm -hmm. had like probably 10 15 days like snow days off from school 2014 right yeah, exactly. Yo, I remember that year. Exactly. That was crazy. There was there was like four days in a row. Uh, there was like three different storms where for four days we didn't even like leave our dorm rooms. We were just yeah, like, exactly. We were playing video games and walking to the food hall, and that was it. Exactly. That it was the wild times, man. <laughs> it was the wild times. So you ended up. Uh, what did you study up there? I studied biology, so I was on a pre-med track, um, but junior, senior year, I realized eh, I'm not really sure about this whole med school thing, yeah. um, but, I, but I was still glad that I was immersed in the sciences because since I was a kid, I've always been super interested in like the human body um, and just like its physiology and psychology and like all those different aspects of it. Hell yeah. Uh, it's uh, the one thing that I want to know the most about, undoubtedly. Uh -huh human body uh -huh. it's, it, it's everything we are it's everything we have the potential to be it's it's um it's exactly limitless for back lack of a better term right <laughs> mm, i see what you did there i see what you did there so, uh, <laughs> you Word. ended up playing basketball and ran track and did your high jumping at tufts is it so that's four yeah, years yeah 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 exactly um my last year though actually i didn't play basketball 
Um, I played for the first three years, but decided to kind of devote all my energy into track the last year because I was kind of doing the thing where I would split my season um, because track is two seasons. I feel like yeah. most people don't know. Uh, there's an indoor season and then there's an outdoor season. And so with basketball, I was missing the indoor season of track every year. And that's a really important time to kind of build your your base for what you're going to do later on in the season, um, in the outdoor season. So missing that uh, was honestly like a, a huge thing for me. So senior year, I decided like, hey, let me put everything into track, put all my marbles here, uh, and ended up indoor season winning that national championship in high school. So that was well worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In one place and it, it reaped the benefits for sure. So yeah, then, yeah, yeah. What um so so post grad, where was your mindset? What were you like what were you coming out of senior year with the intention of? Um like obviously I'm assuming it was like, all right, move down to, back down to South Florida. Um, or was it was it stay there, try to find a job? I don't know. Well paint that picture yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I moved to New York right after I finished school. Um, so I didn't have a job lined up. Like I had no money being made. Um, but luckily, my sister had already kind of established herself uh, in New York. Um, so she was there. She let me move into her apartment. Uh, I was just bumming it there for 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 a little bit. Um, but it was a good time because like I exposed myself to like all New York has to offer, all the all the griminess. <laughs> and uh and polluted streets <laughs> Yo, besides that, new york is the only new york is the only city i've been to that has a distinct smell bro i've never <laughs> i've never smelt anything like that but yeah, that's yeah. crazy because i didn't yeah. even know that but we have almost identical stories so oh word i when i graduated i stayed um I stayed, I went back to my dad's house uh, for two months. I did not work. I was, I didn't have a job. I still had some forms of income um, online. And I was basically had my mindset on moving to South Florida. My sister had moved here four years ago or four years previously and had established yeah. herself. And I ended up sleeping on my sister's couch for nine months and <laughs> figuring it out <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah that's, that's the way to do it sometimes man i mean if you have the the resources like the family to help you um if it's going to set you up for success later like I, I always recommend people do that dude take take the opportunity take the chance um you know figure it out um as you go on a whim right yeah 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 exactly yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I grew and learned a shit ton in my time in New York, for sure. Met a lot of people that are currently helping me and that I know are going to help me in the future uh, and vice versa. So it was a great experience, for sure. No, and that's I feel the same exact way, man. When you when you in, involve yourself in um, a community or a place or an atmosphere that you have no recollection of and you don't have people there, you undoubtedly find yourself having to network and having to go talk to people, having to be in uncomfortable situations, having to learn how to definitely. navigate things. So it definitely goes a long way. It helps with, with self growth and self kind of um, self finding in, in a sense, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then what, what drove you back down to South Florida? Uh, quarantine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so at, uh, it was two years in New York uh, when quarantine kind of hit, like March-ish, um, just sort of two years. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to stay in this tiny apartment packed in like a sardine with all these other people. And in the cold on top of that, there's no way I was going to stay in New York. So luckily enough, I had my mom's place to kind of just move back to. Uh, in, in Broward and Fort Lauderdale, uh, stayed there for a couple months, got my feet kind of like together, um, like did, I, I was already doing the online business and whatnot, like making money mostly through like remote clients. Yep. Um, but I, it was still an adjustment, you know, because completely new city, completely new place. 
Um, so I got my footing there and then moved into my apartment now in the background of this video uh, on Las Olas. So, oh, you're on Las Olas, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So heartily enjoying it, right? I I'm going to turn my camera around real quick. Yes, to, please do, so you bro. Can see please this do. View. You have the view of a lifetime. Sheesh. So, kind of maybe see the ocean back there. Yeah, yep. So for everyone watching who uh, doesn't have the pleasure of being outside or being in warm weather, I apologize. He just kind of teased y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people always say to me, man. They get yeah. tight at me for posting these sun pictures. <laughs> so um, as you put the phone down, I saw your little mason jar there. What oh, yeah. Up? What do you have in there? I, I know I, I'm always following. You're always drinking some celery juice, some beet juice. <laughs> what, what's in there? Yeah, so that's a thyme tea. Thyme so tea. Thyme, thyme is a really, really good herb uh, that has like antiviral, antimicrobial, um, anti-inflammatory, all those types of things, properties. Uh, that So it's really good for immunity. And so I like just drinking that throughout the day. Dope. I, I probably poured like half a bag of time in the turkey soup i made yesterday bro i, I was oh, like, great <laughs> great 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 in there um time That's is my sure. yeah it's one of my favorite herbs to cook with i put it on my eggs um, i put it on in soup yeah. so if i cook any sort of meat um like turkey or anything like that i'll put it in there um even vegetables like uh, uh if i'm making um like a stir fry toss Absolutely. it on Absolutely. It tastes, it re, it's really good flavor and a lot of good. Dishes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so now I want to dive into your kind of your mindset on um, nutrition. Where do you stand? Yeah. What is your lifestyle? Um, I got the eat good, live good shirt. I wore that because because of you, honestly. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, I you know, I'm definitely going to chat about this. He's he's diving yeah. deep into um, the nutrition knowledge. So I want to know where, yeah. what you're doing on a daily basis. Where do you stand? Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess to start off, that's a loaded question. I, I don't even know where sure. to start, but but to just pick one random, one yeah. random fragment that I could start off with, I like to think of nutrition um, in terms of building blocks. So you got building block type nutrients and then you got energy type nutrients. Okay. So the building blocks are going to be your minerals, your vitamins, the, the different compounds around the body um, or that just exist in nature that are critical for your body to perform all these different functions, right? And then so the energy aspect is not the minerals, not the vitamins, it's more the, the carbs, the fats, the, the protein, those things that, that have actual energy um, to them that give your body like ATP and all that type of stuff to, to actually churn the systems, you know? Um, so thinking about it like that, I want to incorporate as many building blocks as I can, because in this day and age, all the food devoid of nutrients, devoid of all the things that our body actually needs and higher in concentration and all that energy, energy. right? Right. So you got basically a whole host of people that are eating, 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 filling their energy requirement past what they actually need, but never actually getting the building blocks that their body actually needs for optimal functioning. Yeah. And so, so from a cellular yeah. level, right, their cellular level, the, the cells have ATP to operate, but they don't have the required nutrients to, say, build a proper cell membrane. Exactly. Or to have a, um, you know, apoptosis within their mitochondria that's, you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. allowing it to be healthier, not just put out energy, right? Like, exactly. There, there's cars exactly. from the 60s that still run, um, right? But like, <laughs> they, ne they don't necessarily have, you know, the best looking engine. Um, they're just kind of getting through, right? They're, right. they're making things happen. They're just moving the wheels but that doesn't mean it's efficient. That doesn't mean that exactly. it's um, going to be optimal from a longevity standpoint. So I like that. Um, I haven't really exactly. heard that breakdown. Um, that makes it really simple for people, I think. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I don't 
really appreciate overcomplication and stuff because at the end of the day, that just makes the application less feasible to a lot of people, less accessible to a lot of people because you break it down into so many different parts that people don't really know where to start. They get overwhelmed uh, and then they just end up not really doing much. They go back to old habits, right? Yeah, exactly. So when you kind of paint it in a picture that's really easy to understand and maybe that incorporates some elements of like traditional perspective, then it's a lot, uh, a lot more accessible for people, and it's a lot easier to apply. Because then there's a comparison, right? There's a, there's something I know, and there's something I don't, and there's a way to mesh them together, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that as a coach is like one of the most important principles to understand. Like no matter what you coach, you really got to understand how to bring people where you want to take them. It's a psychology game more than anything. You have to understand yeah. the the psychological habits and the psychological breakdown and, and process of humans, which is the hardest thing because there's so many different, <laughs> there's so many different yeah. ways to learn and so many different ways of, um, uh, of communicating things. So it, it's, it's exactly. an ever learning process for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, from your particular day-to-day -day nutrition can you paint yeah. a picture can you paint a picture of that like you wake up what are you eating yeah 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 so <laughs> i'm not eating once i wake up i actually make sure to get some hot tea in me whether that's like a thyme tea or like sometimes i even like making cilantro tea because it's really good for detox in the body um ginger is a really good one to get that digestive fire going but um, really just anything that's going to promote your digestive juices to kind of start flowing um, and basically warming up your digestion just like you would warm up your muscles. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm really, I'm really adamant about that. Also for the hydration purposes of it, that's super important to make sure you get liquids in first thing because you just spent, you just spent eight hours without consuming any liquids. So yeah. super important. For sure. I'm a first thing when I wake up, water 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 um yep. undoubtedly super super important and it's a quick way to just get some of your water intake for most people they're completely dehydrated so dehydrated man i mean i went years not understanding how hydrated i should actually be and now that i think i have like more so what it really means to be hydrated like my life has changed <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like crazy what is yeah. what's the biggest difference that you've noticed? Uh, superficially, my skin is like super like fluid and like no cracks in it. Like when you used to get down to my legs, like my shins, they would be super dry and cracked. And, and uh, it, so it definitely shows in my skin how much hydration matters. Biggest organ to mention. You know? Yeah, not not to mention all the other like performance benefits, like higher energy levels, better sleep, like all those types of things. Every water less, is water improves everything. Less hunger. Yes, uh, exactly. Improved exactly. excretion of shit that you may be taking in, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, so getting back into my diet, that's a good segue. I basically try and limit all the excess shit as much as I can. So things like processed foods, like all the toxins that come in there, um, those foods also that are devoid of nutrients and super high in energy. Yeah, uh, because at the end of the day, all that stuff is extra baggage that your body needs to take the energy to process, to remove. And that honestly when you look at the cost benefit, it just it doesn't really make sense to be eating that kind of food. <laughs> yeah. The ROI is, is so low, right? It's exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So what I found is that through mostly juicing, juicing like five, six, um, I'd say probably 16 ounce glasses a day of different types of juices, different combinations. I'd say that sustains me way better than any meals can, any solid meals can. I mean, I'm still at a place where I'll have like one to two solid meals a day, like maybe like brown rice and beans and like some kind of chickpea fritter. That's what I made last night. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really like to limit myself in terms of the solid food because I know that's coming more from like 
a cultural and kind of like an enjoyment standpoint because we don't need it. We don't need solid food. Like I said, we need those nutrients in the two categories that, that I mentioned before. And you can get all of that from just juicing all day. So do you, are you completely plant-based? Uh, mostly, although Most. I won't like, if I'm going out like to a nice restaurant, they have like some high quality meat, like everybody else is partaking. Like I, I'm not going to limit myself in that, in that way, yeah. you know? No, I agree. I don't, I stay so void of low quality meat. Uh, like that's the biggest thing people will talk to me about. They're like, yo, you didn't eat meat for two years. And, and now all of a sudden you eat meat and, or, or people are like, oh, how do you like, how do you not go out and grab this at that place? And I'm like, cause it's shit. I mean, it's, it's yeah. low quality. They're selling it for a low price because they bought it for a really low price. Cause yeah, yeah, it took no it took no money to to raise that animal, and uh, exactly. it's factory farmed. Like anything like that, I don't want factory farmed fruits and vegetables. Even like it, it's exactly it, it's so hard to avoid, but there's they're just so void of like you said those nutrients there's a lot of energy in them but they've lost the minerals and the vitamins they're picked early they don't have enough yeah. time to absorb the nutrients um yeah. and that's why i'm also huge on um supplementation and i don't know if you are i don't know what your thoughts are on that you want to dive into that you do anything? yeah i mean i've been getting more and more into it i definitely supplement with the vitamin d yeah. i think that's one of the most important um, especially if you have darker pigmentation like me, like I can sit out in the sun all day and I'll get my blood tested and I'm still low in vitamin D. So uh, this lifestyle or, just really isn't conducive to, to getting my sun exposure. Yeah, and and it's not it's not directly correlated with like living in a, a, a sunny place, um, right? Because how many people in South Florida don't even go outside right they sit in their little freaking ac rooms and they wait exactly. they waste the reason that they moved here you know what i'm saying it's exactly exactly i talk about that all day yeah it's it's crazy and then on the other hand if you uh can remember and flash back to 2014 your first freaking winter in new england the 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 seasonal depression is like real it's so that stuff is crazy man <clears throat> and a lot of it is due to the lack of vitamin d which we call more yeah. hormone than a vitamin right it, it's exactly so linked to testosterone production and cortisol reduction and serotonin and melatonin it's exactly it's related to all of those things um, exactly exactly yeah i mean to finish answering your question uh that's the one i take religiously um some other stuff i might kind of use more so as like a performance boost uh, at a certain period in time. So like if I want a really good night's sleep, I'll take some magnesium pills mm -hmm. or um, like if I'm kind of trying to adjust my time zones, I'll take some melatonin at a specific time before I go to bed. Um, things like that that are more so geared towards optimizing performance, more so than like maintaining my wellness because I'm, I'm really a proponent of the simpler the better. Um, yeah. And once you master those simple basics, then kind of branching out uh, yeah. into the other other more complex stuff, you know? For sure. So I'll, I'll give you my little template of, of nutrition and how I go about it. You have yeah, you please. energy and you have your, um, your building blocks. I have basically a pyramid starting with the base. You need something really solid and foundational. So I talk about the quality of the nutrients that you're taking in. Making sure that they're filled with just as much um, building blocks as they are energy, right? So like not having, you know, um, the, the first worry that I have with anybody is that they're taking in more high quality nutrients. And I don't want to be the, once again, a coach that's telling people to take stuff out before I tell them to, to put stuff in, right? So exactly. The idea is, okay, let's just add more quality nutrients into your body. Um, right. That's kind of like base level one. Step two for me is the quantity. If you get a base level of, 
of that, then we can talk about the quantity of each one, right? What, right, what right. food groups are you putting in your system? Which ones do we need to focus on more and less of? And where can we find that good ratio for you? What you're looking for from a performance output, from a weight loss, whatever it may be standpoint. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. I talk about the timing. So if you can get the quality and the quantity down, then I think we're in a position where we can talk about nutrient timing, whether it's waking up, yeah. going to bed, fasting, intermittent, you know, uh, before bed, um, all of those different before workouts, after workouts, all of those things. And then yeah. the last one that I talk about at the pinnacle of the pyramid is um, support. So supplementation, nutraceutical, mm -hmm. um, your, to, to fill those gaps. Essentially. That makes a lot of sense to me, man. I, I like that a lot. It's basically like a Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yep, exactly. And yeah, um, that that makes a lot of sense. And it, it is broad spectrum, and like there's a lot in each foundation, but nonetheless, it paints a picture for like what's really important. Um, and how how do you go about teaching someone? It's kind of in those four steps, because most yeah. people come to you and they want that fourth step. Like what else? Yes. Can I <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, and that's again. I think our job as coaches is to teach people that the simpler stuff gets the job done. The yeah. simpler stuff gets that ninety-nine percent done. Yeah, it's it's education. We become we become educators for sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now, from a training standpoint, um, yeah. you are currently still kind of um working towards your performance as a professional high jumper right so like yep. you are you're taking a, a very specific path i would assume right in, in your training regimen can you yeah can you talk to me a little bit about that what does that look like from maybe like a weekly standpoint what are you what are you trying to accomplish yeah so i, I mean i have like any regular like tri-phasing kind of regimen um where uh you have the different undulating phases like volume increases intensity increases um and vice versa um but basically on any given week like if i'm in like let's say like a more sport specific kind of prep cycle like i'll do a lot of really explosive movements that kind of mimic jumping so like i'll get in light power cleans moving the bar super fast i'll get into some squat jumps with light weight on the bar um really just stuff to kind of maintain my elasticity um and maintain a low weight while i'm also basically improving my power and strength uh like crazy so kind of just like that weight to power ratio kind of kind of increasing that going with that and trying to maybe increase the density of the muscle with type 2 fibers and exactly cool. exactly, what, um, exactly your height and weight where do you even stand i don't even know uh i'm six three ish 185 okay cool and so in college i was uh six three two hundred but <laughs> yeah um but a lot of lifestyle changes since then and i dropped 15 pounds and i'm just as strong and i'm faster jump higher etc so probably less inflammation in the joints all of it way less inflammation <laughs> just way way less baggage on my body that didn't really contribute to any function or anything like that so mm -hmm. People, people oftentimes think uh, that like just because you're super low body fat and have a lot of muscle, that means you're the optimum weight um, uh, and just like the optimal body composition. But I find that not to be true at all. Interesting. I like that. I like that approach. Um, and a lot of it comes down to genetics too. Like some yeah. people can can really look like they're you know a buck eighty five at eight percent body fat and then there's uh, a lot of people that can um be 180 at 12 percent body fat and look better right yeah yeah look, look better from a cultural uh, appealing standpoint yeah exactly exactly That's strange um so <clears throat> when you talk about um your performance and your power and and your workouts are you strictly just doing 
um, like barbell, dumbbell, free weights type lifting? Or are you, what do you, ex, do you explore anything else? Like um, there's, yeah. there's so many different freaking like fitness methods out there. And yeah, what are, what are some things you get into and, and like to explore? Yeah, I, I mean, first off, before we get into, uh, again, the more complicated movements, yeah. I like to really focus on my breathing patterns and my core orientation, and more specifically, how my spine is orientated and how it's able to fluidly move. I, I know that's kind of <laughs> a lot right there, but I think, I think those things are at the base of all movement breath patterns, how your spine is aligned, uh, your control over your center of mass. Those are like some of the principles that I see uh, that are not only consistent in movement, but also in mindfulness and more meditative practices. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I like to bridge that gap between the mind and the body, between mindfulness and exercise. I um, always used to say, um, and I, I had a, a really awesome uh, mentor um, from Brandeis University, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, so when I was an athletic training student there, uh, Jason Byrne, shout out. Uh, he was an awesome um, athletic trainer and mentor for me. And he basically would talk about bridging the gap between training and rehabilitation and performance. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the, the ability for your spine, your ribs, your diaphragm, and, and all of your core musculature to withstand and, and be able to manage pressure. Exactly. Determines compensation, determines performance and power output. Um, so all of those things are a result and uh, efficiency is really the name of the game, right? So the more efficient uh -huh. that, that cylindrical core foundation of us can be, I'm assuming is how you look at it, the more exactly. efficient everything else will be, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and taking it, that's actually exactly it. But taking it one layer deeper, putting the mind into the body, like actually conducting your mind in your tissues, uh, that's how you're able to get even more gains and really, really kind of stretch your possibilities and your ceiling because when your mind is in it, it's limitless, right? Yes, <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> right, yeah. so, so that, that's where I think uh, I differ from a lot of other like personal trainers or like movement coaches is that I really bring those like more Eastern kind of uh, just less traditional practices into movement and into training. Dope. So how do you practice that stuff um, yourself? Uh, what What is your day-to-day -day kind of like working on breathing and meditating? What does that stuff look like for you then? Yeah. Um, so every morning and every night I'll uh, sit down and meditate. I'll, I'll sit in lotus position um, with my hips a little bit elevated because I'm still working on my hip mobility. Um, but I'll basically you just... Ass, you have long-ass limbs, too, so it's not easy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm getting there slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I do that. I'll sit, I'll sit, like, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, like, whenever I, like, sit to meditate. Um, but I'm basically focusing on this point in the body uh, that Taoists call Lower Don Kian. And it's basically like three inches beneath your belly button, right in front of your tailbone in your pelvis. It's like a little swirling ball and you just bring your attention uh, to that energy there. And is that similar to like the root chakra? Is that exactly okay. that very, yeah, very, very similar idea. Okay. Uh, so that's what my practice there looks like. Um, otherwise, I'll just bring awareness to my breath, like literally 24 seven. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm a big proponent of if you can control your breath, you can stay in control of anything that's going on in your day to day. Mm -hmm. So, so I started off like bringing awareness, like for five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. Uh, but now I literally do it all the time, all the time. Like I, I'll notice myself slipping sometimes if like there's a lot of stimulation, a lot of going around me. But like. I bring I bring myself back. I'm like, wait, like yeah, let yeah. me let me calm myself down and bring myself back, you know? 
Yeah, no, um, uh, I was lucky enough to kind of develop that. And I've lost touch with it recently, for sure. Um, more so than I had uh, before. And um, yeah. it definitely comes back to bite you. It's, it's one of those yeah. things, once you eat good food like and you understand how that makes you feel you can't, you can't go back bro yeah. like you have no yeah. desire to do that um yeah exactly it feels so shitty um uh, when i mean yeah. it happens in so many different things in areas of, of health and wellness um when you realize that you know moving and working out every day is so beneficial for you and it doesn't really drain as much energy out of you as you think it would it actually gives you energy you understand like, okay, I just need to move a little bit here and there, five, 10 minutes, you know, maybe two, three times a day, um, maybe even more, or sometimes that structured and, you know, one hour, hour and a half workout, um, whatever it may be. That's, that's funny. So where did you, where did you learn all of the, the, the breathing mechanisms and who, who do you kind of study under? Where did that all come from? Yeah, so my coach at uh, Tufts for high jump, actually, he is just finishing up acupuncture school, getting his licensing and whatnot. He's been a huge mentor for me. And honestly, I attribute a lot of my open-mindedness and, like, uh, just, like, openness to all these other kind of modalities uh, that are, like, not Western. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I attribute that a lot to him and his influence because he he really immerses himself in the culture that he studies um, himself. So it, he just really led by example. And uh, I kind of followed suit in, in a lot of those ways. Nice. And that's very much how I feel in a sense. Um, Jason uh, was, was huge for me at Brandeis. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it was able to, you know, lead to once again, kind of like, well, that's interesting. Let me go look up more. And the more you start to look, the more you start to learn, the more you start to like exactly. find other people that believe in the same thing. And yeah. undoubtedly you, you experience it more and then you start to do it for yourself. Um, do you yeah. do anything like, uh, like I watched, uh, I was, I sent someone a Wim Hof video today. Are you familiar and have you done any of that? Which yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty familiar with the method. I haven't really done it consistently at all myself, but the the science and like anecdotally like it definitely all checks out like yeah. I, I definitely I definitely am behind it mm -hmm. uh in terms of the practice I use uh it's more so centered on reducing your breathing volume so I read this book called The Oxygen Advantage by mm -hmm. Patrick McCone he's just breathing he's a doctor but he specializes in breathing and he's basically cured people of obesity of diabetes um, and also just gotten regular people to kind of just like improve their lives and uh, just accomplish like these different athletic feats. Uh, but basically he's coached them to do that through breathing and reducing their breathing volume. Uh, so to tell you a little bit more about that, a lot of people tend to expand their whole rib cage and take in a lot more air than we're meant to take in because anybody who sat down for five seconds uh, just paying attention to their breath will see that when they slow it down and, and let it come from deeper, it's a lot calmer and there's a lot less breath coming in and out. Yeah. But when you're kind of, when you're kind of in that stressed out state, your shoulders shrug like a lot of people tend to be, then you're going to breathe in a lot more air than you actually should. And so basically... What that does is more oxygen means more oxidation yeah. to all of your cells, and that's going to be more damage. Yeah, so, and for, yeah. for some people that might be listening, right, oxidation is the thing that makes metal rust. It's the thing that makes rocks erode. It's the thing that causes your food to decompose, right? It, oxidation yeah, exactly. oxygen is killing us. Slowly yeah. but surely, from the second we came out the womb, oxygen has been killing us. Yeah, which is a funny concept for people to grasp. Yes, yeah, it totally is. Um, so that's dope. I like that. And uh, as you were doing, as you were explaining that, I, I took a second to focus on that 
um, that lower portion of the chakra uh, or, or that lower chakra, that root area. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I took a breath and it felt as if I had um, almost an immediate alignment of, of my spine. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't feel like I needed to um, inhale for some of my musculature in my back, which is currently a little sore from what I did yesterday to ease up in pressure and, and yeah. automatically kind of feel less, um, less tension. Yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting. I like that. Um, do you practice like a, a rep, um, an in and out and hold count? Like there's the box breathing of four in, four hold, four out, four hold. Um, I yeah. teach something to my clients called LT33. I just kind of named it that myself with the idea that I've had so many clients that can't do a simple like box breath. Right. Mm. So uh, I, reduced it down instead of doing four in four hold four out four hold i do uh three in three hold three out and mm. then i'll start to add in the three again after you exhale because that's the hardest thing for people to do hold your breath with right. oxygen so right exactly I try to build people into that um that box breathing and then doing things like uh four seven eight is a good one that a lot of people practice so what do you, do you practice anything like that? This is awesome, man. We are very similar. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, uh, to kind of elaborate a little bit more on the stuff I learned from Oxygen Advantage, a lot of the work I do is centered around um, basically increasing your tolerance for an air shortage mm -hmm. in the body. So being okay, telling your body that you're safe and comfortable without uh with less air with less air um then then again that you would usually take because that's going to make you more efficient that's going to make all your body systems run more efficiently um because everything runs on oxygen right uh so like to give you an example of uh this is an exercise i love to do whether you're an athlete or an elderly mm -hmm. <laughs> um it's uh called breast hold walks so you will basically plug your nose, walk a certain amount of steps. And then when you feel like you have created like a medium to strongish air shortage, like you're getting them those sensations that you want to breathe and you're going to let go of your nose, you're going to keep on walking, but you want to keep your breath nice and light and controlled mm -hmm. rather than kind of inhaling super hard. Uh, and then you basically just continue that every minute you're going to hold your breath and you just go see over time how much, how much longer you can hold your breath for. That's dope. So um, I was doing this with a client um, earlier today and I was doing it with him uh, actually in a um, decompression, um, decompressed position and in an inversion table. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dude when he lays in the inversion table his ribs are so uh-oh his ribs <laughs> that's all good his ribs are so flared man mm. they are probably if i had to to guesstimate how much further they are out than his asis yeah it's probably close to three inches man when he lays in a in in that i think it's a solid 120 degrees right yeah 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 his ribs are probably about three inches out from his from his asis and that's um, crazy man it's it's, <laughs> it's all good it's it's pretty ridiculous um but getting him to a point where he was taking nice, long, deep breaths, inhaling, exhaling, then getting to the point where, okay, now on your exhales, I want you to release as much air as you possibly can. And yeah, uh, yeah. I want you to basically get to that point where your external obliques are starting to bridge that gap between your 12th rib and your ASIS, right? Pulling your right. ribs towards your hips. Right, right. And after five, six, seven of those breaths saying, okay, 
Now for the next three, I want you to hold your breath for as long as you can after the exhale. So you get to that position, you find the tension in your external obliques, then you decompress and you try to just let your mind forget about inhaling. And um, the trick that I've found when you get, if you, so you can practice this maybe and you already do with your walking trick if you're walking, you get to that point where you're like, I kind of want to breathe. I kind of want to breathe. And people, if you don't understand, your heart will start to race a little bit. Like, come on, breathe, hurry up. You need yeah. to breathe. Survive a mechanism, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. The idea is to get more in touch with your nervous system, be able to control the um, norepinephrine and epinephrine and all of that stuff from releasing cortisol, whatever. I can get really deep into it, but if you feel like you right. need to breathe, the trick I tell people is to swallow. Mm. And that that stimulates your vagus nerve. <clears throat> right, right. And that will automatically create a sense of comfortability for a, just a hair longer. You can get maybe 10, 15, 20 seconds longer um, with yeah. the swallowing. Um, of just your own freaking saliva it's That's smart man it, it's i i forget even where i picked that up um but it helps tremendously bro so if you have yeah. some struggling um and you want to try to get them to, to maybe push beyond a plateau or a, uh, one of those barriers that they're hitting that's a really, really good way to do it is to teach them to swallow when they feel like they need to breathe again yeah, I'm going to try that myself. No, definitely do. Great. You know how that goes because I found it to be super effective. Yeah, and I can see how that would work already because it's not just your heart racing. It's your actual breathing muscles that are trying to contract to get yes. that air in mm-hmm. um, when you're holding your breath. So I can definitely see how a swallow would probably like relax them for for a quick sec. Yeah, it basically stimulates them to forget about the breathing contraction, but to instead be used for um, the digestive, right? Digestive contractions. <laughs> That's great. That's so great. We have, who would have thought, right? Like random, you know, we, we had no idea what we were getting into at two o'clock getting on this call. Yeah, seriously. I've been running into this a lot, honestly, like meeting random ass people that tend to align with me so like crazy well like my roommate actually uh and my business partner he is so so similar to me we met like a couple years ago um he was raised in boston he went to a school very similar to tufts haverford maybe you might know it i don't think so in in philadelphia um but yeah also played basketball on track um, had a history of like injuries, wanted to kind of change how people viewed wellness, et cetera, et cetera. So Damn. long story short, we're, we're working towards the same vision now. That's awesome. So uh, what is that vision? What is what is the, the business? I, I want everyone to know that as well. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. So me included, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our company is Mind Your Movement. And our whole MO is basically just empowering people through being more aware of their bodies. Um, because as you said, once you tap into the powers of the body, it's limitless, right? Uh, and so that's what we really believe at Mind Your Movement. So we do that through like all these uh, different movement programs and nutrition kind of advice and guidelines and stuff like that. We have like a patented system that we like to kind of transform people through. That's dope. How long ago did, uh, did this kind of start? Was this while you were in New York you started this? While I was in New York, um, right after school, really, I kind of, like, started, like, a, it, it, it didn't really go by Mind Your Movement. Mind Your Movement is kind of, like, a newer thing, like, maybe, like, a few months, actually, like, six months. Um, okay. But I've been I've been putting in, like, the baseline work for, like, two and a half years now since, yeah. since college. That's what's up. And that's um, – people don't realize it, it takes – uh, fall, uh, like a solid two to five years of building a foundation before anything gets off the ground and people just think like yeah no, i'm gonna start this and like i'm good i'll just quit my job like next month <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, yeah, i mean that's what i was thinking the whole time like 
my mom was always saying, like, you know, it's going to take a while to build this up. I was like, nah, like, I know, I know the formula to create a good business. Like, this is going to be easy. Uh, lo and behold, like, it's not easy. <laughs> um, it it's takes, simple, but not easy. Like, it it's takes simple. a lot. It is simple, without a doubt. But there's a time aspect, and you can't, you can't yeah. rest time takes time you, know what I'm saying? you can't, you can't rush time no, you, you just got to be comfortable with where you're at in every part of the journey man that's yes. that's how you manifest the best when you're when you're completely content with everything you have at this point in time and and to bring everything kind of full circle right the ability to tune into your nervous system the ability to tune into your muscles and your chakras and your ability to manage pressure from a physical standpoint absolutely is a result of your ability to manage pressure from a mental standpoint and yep. from a from a soul standpoint right like it it all comes yep. it all comes together like insanely um it, it's wild so yeah. five, five years out yeah oh, go for it go for it Oh, well, I was just going to kind of speak on uh, a little bit more about mind your movement. So yeah. I actually have a similar kind of system explanation uh, that you had with your nutrition in terms of the pyramid. Yeah. So in, in terms of movement, transforming people through movement, mm -hmm. uh, I like to think of nutrition to be at the at the very baseline oh. because without the proper minerals, vitamins, energy, your body needs your movement is going to suffer and you're not really going to be able to move. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and then from there you get into thought patterns. If your thought patterns don't align with how you really want to move, which for most people I think to be, to have a fluid, able body yeah. uh, capable of anything they ask you to. But the thing is a lot of people have these thought patterns that go against that mm -hmm. thought patterns like, Oh, I'm getting old. So my knees should hurt or, Oh, I, I I play football, so like I should have all this pain throughout my body all the time. Yeah, that's that's a limited mindset. It yep. doesn't it doesn't go hand in hand with what we want to achieve out of our movement. So you have nutrition, you have thought, and then you get into breath. As we already talked about, breath creating that creating and maintaining that pressure, uh, that light but consistent pressure within the torso. Uh, and really using that to connect your mind to your body. Uh, and, and then after breath, you get into the actual movement kind of pieces. Uh, so it's like more static movements, like just standing on one leg, holding postures. And then you get into more and more dynamic movements all the way up to the complexity of something like sprinting. Yeah. So in a sense, it almost so takes that like... There. It almost takes that like NASM approach at the top, right? Where it's like stability, right? You have con uh, isometric type movements and, and utilization yeah. of muscle and, and joints. And then you would have um, the ability to dynamically show off that stabilization, right? And then exactly from there, power, strength, all, all of those things come together at the top. That's dope. I like yeah, that. exactly. I mean, so the most important parts are the ones at the bottom that I think are very overlooked. Yeah, without a doubt. You cannot yeah. you cannot be a powerful athlete without anything in the bottom. Um and and the sad part is there's a lot I've I've worked in the professional athlete realm and I've seen a lot of people that don't have those things um, to a, a, a super efficient level. And it's like, damn, just imagine where they could be if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, just trying and, and, and it takes, it takes a long time for athletes to be open-minded to this stuff. Um, you know, yeah. we were both college athletes, but I, I don't know if you can think back to your team, but I know damn well my team. I was I was one of maybe two people that really, <laughs> you know, that really was open minded and, and thoughtful on yeah, this. Definitely, same. Yeah, it's it's tough because um, then you also try to like be that light. You're like, all right, I'm gonna be the one that kind of sets the tone and pushes the way, and people 
just don't want to. They they have no desire. Yeah, to. yeah. I mean, it it kind of gets tiring, but you got to really just understand that as a thought leader, as somebody who's trying to be an influencer, you got to lead the way and not give a fuck if people look at you funny. Like you just got to stay true and consistent with your vision and your goals. And then eventually people will start following. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, That's the other thing that when it comes to business, when it comes to having um, that, that desire to influence people and move people in a, in a different direction from a from a large, you know, societal standpoint and cultural standpoint. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand that the only thing that gives you more recognition and the only thing that gives people more of a reason to trust you is the time that you put into it, and you can't rush that. Yeah, you literally can't rush it. Can't rush that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've been at it for five years, people are like, damn, you're still doing that? Damn, like, I would have thought that was going to end. You're like, nah, nope, I was 100% serious about it. They're like, oh, well, so what? Explain it to me again, right? And they now they become more intrigued. Now they become more um, thoughtful about what you, what you might be presenting, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy because I actually just had an IG Live uh, with my good friend from New York, he has this podcast called Mental Brunch. Uh, so that he talks about like right? all things like thoughts and how it dictates. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And so that that dude, that dude has the same exact perspective that you just gave. He literally said that word for word to me before, <laughs> like about how like as you build your business, just got a time after like about five years people see you're still doing it they're like oh that means he's serious like yes so it, it's just funny things come in full circle like that a hundred percent maybe i'll uh reach out to him maybe we can connect as well like i said i gotta connect yeah. you with a couple of people um i already know you would hit it off with absolutely um, absolutely so uh i think undoubtedly we we could sit here and talk for another hour about so many different things but um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think I think in the meantime we should definitely try to find a way to uh, to link up and um, chat, do a workout, play ball. Um, I go down and play ball uh, in Weston every week, um, so I definitely invite you to come play ball with me and one of my old. Oh yeah. Yeah, please do, bro. One one of my hundred percent, hundred teammates. So that would be that would be. Yo, sick. man, do you? Do you know Garvin Charles? Garvin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why you say it like that? Garvin. Yeah, he um Garvin actually because so uh... I'm trying to I was like, I know I know that name and I'm trying to think why I know that name because a, a face didn't pop up yeah. in my head. But Garvin worked yeah, yeah. at Gravity and Oxygen um in Boca. Because yep. he went to FAU. Yep, yep. Yep, so I met Garvin. Yeah, actually. Garvin is one of my best friends. That's crazy. He was the he yeah, was yeah. the first person I met from Gravity and Oxygen. Um, and I had met him at a Starbucks, bro. He was handing out flyers for like a, a new a Thanksgiving Day workout or New Year's workout yeah, or something like yeah. that. And I'm at Starbucks doing my schoolwork for nutrition. And um, I was getting a green tea. And he was standing there and he came in and like was trying to ask one of the people like, hey, can I put some of these flyers up with one of the other workers yeah. from Gravity and Oxygen? And I started talking to them like, yo, where's this place at? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, now yeah. I'm a manager of Gravity and Oxygen. So. Yeah, bro. That's so crazy. This world is so funny, small. Like yeah. that's, I love that. I love that's that. <laughs> Did you grow up with Garvin? You went to high school with him? How do you, how do uh, I met him uh, playing travel basketball in high school. Okay. Uh, so, like, ever since then, like, we've been, like, really, really tight. That's wild. So funny, bro. So yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, uh, I forget where we digress from, but, um, no, yeah, I think definitely let's link up. Yeah, I'm down down to link up and play ball. Like I said, I'm going to have a shirt for you, too, so I'm – Oh, bet. I'll uh I'll link up at the least and get that to you. But I'd love to hit maybe Fort Lauderdale Beach and work out or something. Right, it's right at the end of your street. 
Um, Absolutely. I haven't been down there in a while. I've been thinking about um, the fact that I need to go over there and work out. So. Oh, this place is amazing. Like, I don't know if you see my story sometimes, but the gym is incredible. Like, the, the jacuzzis, too. Like, we could come bull in there, have, like, a recovery-oriented day. Like, we, yeah. we, could, we could definitely bull here. Like, the real text afterwards. All right. Yeah, I'm down, bro. I'm so down. And uh, we definitely – We'll we'll hop on another podcast for sure. Cause oh yeah 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 we'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do it in person next time. We'll do it like at the beach Ooh. or at your spot or something like that. Uh, yeah, there's these workspaces too that could be mad nice for that. We'll we'll figure it out, bro. All right, I'm I'm Ant, bro. I appreciate your time today. This was um, I, I anything and everything more than I probably could have imagined walking into it. I don't know what to expect. Same here, man. Same here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Yeah, um, the last thing you got to tell everybody where they can follow you and where they can learn more about you and where they can learn more about Mind Your Movement, all of that, put it out there for the world. Yeah, so you can follow me at Air Duvi, Air period D-U-V-I Instagram. And yeah. site is my first. All the articles I posted, you can read all the different workouts that I kind of do my put my clients through. But until you actually feel these principles and concepts for yourself, you're not really going to completely understand what I'm saying. So I definitely want you guys to check out Mind Your Basics. It's my 12-week program where I'm linking those mindfulness aspects that Dylan and I talked about with training and with quote-unquote corrective exercise. Uh, so I highly recommend the program and uh, I, I know it's going to do a, a lot for a lot of people. Hell yeah, man. I definitely go check that out. Um, everything he's talked about has been checked off 100%. Um, knows what he's doing. Definitely got a good heart behind him as well. He's driven by principles, which you have to love and is uh, first and foremost. Um, so thank you once again, bro. Stefan, appreciate you. It was a pleasure finally yes, to chat with you and meet you. Yes, sir. Likewise, likewise. We'll chat very soon, man. Yes, absolutely. We'll talk on the phone after this. And uh, for everybody watching, go follow him. Subscribe, like, comment. Do whatever you got to do. Appreciate you guys. Until next time, be limitless. Peace out. Yes, sir. Peace. What's up, LT Tribe? DFOS here. Just to express my gratitude and say thank you for tuning in and continuously commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the episodes and the content that we are bringing you. It is helping so, so much. Once again, I want to say thank you and hope you have a great rest of your day. DFOS here with another important sponsor. This one is awesome it is a way to get high 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 quality meat delivered straight to your door by Bristelli's meat market it was established in 1976 they are now a global leader in the highest quality meat and it is awesome if you are an unfranchised owner like myself you can earn anywhere from 22 to 27 and a half percent ibv on your orders and if you are a customer through shop.com backslash limitless theory you can also earn cash back every time you buy your high quality meats for you and your family not only can you get filet mignon and burgers and chicken but you can also get salmon and tuna and shrimp and even a combination of regular meat and seafood so make sure to check out ristelli's but most of all check out shop.com backslash limitless theory to learn more What's up, Limitless Theory Tribe? Hope you enjoyed the episode. I wanted to take a second to give you an opportunity to save 10% off on anything in the Limitless Theory apparel store. Everything from beach towels to coffee mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and tank tops, and much, much more new styles rolling out all the time. Use code LT10 at checkout for 10% off LT10 at checkout all capitalized for 10% off anything Limitless Theory apparel related and all you have to do is take a picture and tag us so that you can get 10% off again next time peace DFOS here I know y'all understand how much of a nutrition freak I am and when I heard 
the world's most nutrient-dense food, you know I had to tune in, listen, and get learned. So, I need y'all to check out the LT360 podcast I did with Katherine Arnston, the founder of Energy Bits, an algae-based nutrition company. It is not a supplement. It is a one-ingredient superfood, and it is recognized as the most nutrient-dense food on the planet by the World Health Organization and others. So go check out energybits.com and make sure to use the discount code Limitless Theory at checkout for 20% off. You will not be disappointed because you will have the most nutrient-dense food in your pantry in the world. Go check it out now. Peace. D Foss here. If you're anything like me, you love free 99. That's why I want you to head over to thelimitlesstheory.com backslash free. I dedicated this portion of my website to specifically give you free tips, tricks, resources to check out and use for free and also give you an opportunity to support other small local business owners like myself who have often already been on my podcast and you may already know. So head over to thelimitlesstheory.com backslash free to see what free 99 can do for you.